Hey, hey, Cowboys Nation. Welcome back. My name is Rika. I'm a Cowboys fan. My milkshake brings all the boys to the yard. This is my show. With me tonight, as always, my co-host, the reason Dollar Tree condoms are a bad idea, Mr. Charlie Moffat. Charlie, what's going on? You need to redo your intro. I did redo my intro. You messed it up when you played it. No, that's what I'm saying. You need to delete the other one. That's why I went straight to the old one. I didn't know you had two on them here. Mm-hmm. Well, you know what? I Just don't start with me. I'm trying to start a new season here, and you're messing everything up. Mm-hmm. Hey, kids, listen up. TwistedGorilla.com is the best place online to get t-shirts. They've got funny t-shirts. They've got sarcastic t-shirts. But most importantly, guys, they've got Cowboys t-shirts. Head to TwistedGorilla.com. Let them know that you're a fan of the Cowboys and that you're a fan of Rika and that you hate Charlie. And save 15% at checkout when you use coupon code Rika15. So, all right, Mr. Moffat, we took a long break a good break but i'm ready to get into it i'm ready to talk tonight about mr tyler smith the 24th pick in the 2022 draft and i've got some stuff to say um first of all i want to start off and say that i know that there were a lot of bad reactions to this pick i've given this a whole lot of thought I liked it. I was happy. But, hey, that's me. The thing is, is that when you pick offensive line in the first round, it's not sexy. It's not exciting. It's like the Charlie Moffat of picks. So, you know, you go out, you get yourself a wide receiver or a corner in that first round. Somebody that's going to, like, hit the end zone, catch shit one-handed, you know, that's sexy. That's exciting. You go and you get yourself a left guard in the first round. And not so much. But listen up. I was watching some clips this last week. And I actually caught it in um, a Philly content creator's video. Um, yeah, no. Freaking Philly, man. I hate the Eagles. But so I catch it in this video. And I see Boss Cowboy talking. And he says... This pick is responsible. You know what? It took me back to last year. It was about six weeks before the 2021 draft. The very first time I was ever live on YouTube with Boss Cowboy, I was riding hard for Rayshon Slater. And Boss Cowboy looked at me and he says, that a responsible pick. And I was like, you know what, Boss? You're right. It is a responsible pick. Because when you have invested 160 million dollars into a quarterback and you've given this enormous guarantee you have got to keep that guy out of the dirt you've you've got to do it and so going left guard going tyler smith in round one at pick 24 was a responsible pick and i'm here for it i've been wanting this (laughs) new o-line in the first round for a few years now no shade to mike parsons hated him at first love him now Mike is my guy, completely adore him, but it needed to happen. It absolutely needed to happen. And Dak Prescott, you have a quarterback with the potential to be in the league, almost Tom Brady-like, be in the league, you know, for another 15 years, maybe, you know, I mean, well into around age 40 for Dak. Um, And he can be effective that long. He puts in the work. He has 
that football smart about him. Um, quarterbacks are only going to get better with age, but that's not going to happen for you if you beat them up physically. Look at Tony Romo. He, that guy got the crap beat out of him. So we've got to keep Dak out of the dirt. I like left guard in the first round. Charlie, what do you got for me, my guy? Tell me what you know. Oh, I like the pick. I mean, I, I didn't hate it. Wasn't too much. I mean, at first it was meh, but after I thought about it and looked at it, it wasn't bad. I mean, we need left guard, and that's where we went. So I, I think there was more value picks on the board at that time, and I mm-hmm. wish we went there. But I understand why they did it because if yeah. they, if they didn't get it there, they didn't get him there. They wasn't getting him in the second round, and they was high on him. They they wasn't lying when they said they had him 16th on their board. I question mm-hmm. that, but uh, hey. They got yeah. their guy. So, well, you know what? And I was thinking about that too because I didn't do as much research on this draft as I normally do, as I would have liked to have done. Just life got in the way. Um, but I went into that that night wanting Zion. You know, Zion Johnson was like, Yeah, I think that's the guy for us. He wasn't there for us at 24, so it didn't matter. However, and you know, it could, this is the second year in a row that the damn Chargers took my guy. And I can't figure out why did the why did the Chargers even need draft picks? They don't got fans. They don't even have a stadium. What are you doing with draft picks? But I digress. So Zion's off the board. You're not going to get him anyway. But then knowing that the Cowboys board was ultimately leaked by Jerry, probably a little bit on purpose. Um so, and thinking about why did they have Smith ranked higher than Zion? And here's what I'm kind of wondering. I've talked about this a lot, both on this show and my blog. Um, you know, there are player assessments that are given, written tests that, you know, we don't get really any access to. So, and thinking about that, and let me ask you this, Charlie, and Tavis Banks, thanks for joining us. Aunt Charlene, good to see you. Full-time kids in the house. Thank you, everybody, for joining. Hey, don't forget to hit that like, hit that subscribe if you haven't done so already. Um, And, Tavis, I want to know what you think about this. Is it possible that while you're looking at a player, they've just come out of college, and maybe you have, like, Zion Johnson up here, you've got Tyler Smith, like, right down here. But then you start looking at assessments and you figure out, say, score one to 10. Zion Johnson has a coachability score of maybe a three, whereas Tyler Smith is like at a nine. So then all of a sudden, Joe Philbin is looking right here. and He's thinking fresh out of college. This guy's only at a three. I could take him here. I could take this guy here. You see what I'm saying? They're not only looking at where they were at coming out of college, those stats and those scouting profiles, but they're also looking at some other things, coachability being the main one. And I have a great deal of confidence in what Joe Philbin can do with a player seeing what he did with Terrence Steele. You're in the minority on that. Most Cowboy fans hate Joe Philbin. See, I hated Joe Philbin too, but I don't know. The Terrence Steele thing kind of sold me. I don't know, Charlie, no, I'm not down on Joe Philbin like other people are. I don't do think he's think great. I think a... you can improve as an offense line coach. Yeah, you can get a better one, but I don't think he sucks as bad as Cowboy fans do. But 90% of the time, I don't agree with what most of the masses say anyway, so it doesn't surprise me that I don't agree with him on that one either. Uh, I mean, I see what he did, but still. But I will say this. 
individual coaches nowadays, basically since 2011, me and Marcus talked uh-huh. about this the other night. Individual coaches, very rarely are they going to develop players. Players that get developed in offseason with private coaches, with uh, the guy that does uh, steal and a couple other guys, um, Manyweather. M- M- I don't want to pronounce man's pronounce the dude's name. His name's Duke. I'll just call him Duke. Yes. And, okay. Yes. Mm-hmm. That, that's where you Mayweather. get developed. I mean, like, no Cowboys coach developed Dak. That was Dak's boy, Dak's mm-hmm. quarterback coach that helped him develop. And that's how it's been since 2011. Most of the development is done in offseason with private coaches. So, I mean, the only thing that coaches do basically do is try not to fuck it up. You because know, those just, player, yeah. Because yeah, the, I mean, that, that's that, that's the how players' union contracts really had the coaching staffs limited on how like, much contact they have. Because most people are giving Duke the credit for still, and I don't blame him. He deserves the credit for still. But my point is, that's because he can work with still the whole fucking year. Philbin can't. There's a there's a time in the off season, like three four months, coaches came and touched the players, and that's when the players, that's when they do their thing. When they individually get to go with their private coach, it has been like that since 2011. Since the NFL fucking pretty much cut the whole goddamn offseason out, you know, and it, even the 2020 CBA made it even worse. They they just don't get a lot of one on one time. I mean, they're time limited on on offseason, which pretty much is nothing till April. Then they're only allowed so many hours with them. I mean, so a lot of a lot of players are getting developed by private coaches. That's just how it is in the NFL nowadays. So you know, that's why I don't. I mean. I, I can't give Philbin credit for still. I'm gonna probably give Duke most of the credit, but you know he is the office right. line coach. I don't have a problem with Philbin. That's just me, you know. Mm-hmm. But yeah. DJ Dog says, "Hey DJ Dog, thanks for coming in." He says, "I believe they decided Tyler Smith's versatility was between tackle and guard, and Zion was between guard and center. Therefore, the Cowboys rank Smith higher on their draft board." Okay, that uh, that makes sense to me. That could be a reason why they had him. Ranked above Zion, um, knowing that Tyron Smith's—I mean, it's going to be limited. His years left in this league. He hasn't played a complete season since I believe 2015. Um, and so, I mean, the health issues, the age has taken a lot of wear and tear, a lot of problems with the back, with the arm, with the leg, with everything. So. That makes sense. That makes sense that they would want to get somebody who could slide over to left tackle rather than slide over to center. But I don't know at this point, I'm really not that big on Tyler Biotish. He's got some cleanup to do this off season. Um, his penalties are a little out of control. So we'll see what happens. All right. So let's look at made a list love making lists. Okay. Um, okay. So I went through some of the scouting reports for Tyler Smith. And so we've got some strengths and we've got some weaknesses. I just wanted to kind of go through these. Um, it seemed like um, some of the strengths and uh, I don't know. Uh, yeah, I don't know. All right. Let's talk about it. So on strengths, we've got listed big, wide, and nasty, violent, and powerful at the point of attack. Um, but then over on the weakness side, you've got overall play is raw and undisciplined. 
so I guess like to me, the words nasty and violent kind of come hand in hand with raw and undisciplined. Uh, Charlie, what do you think? Most of his undisciplined shit is just technique shit. There's, right. there's a lot of things he's got to work on. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm with Bluff where I think it's two years down the road before he even touches left tackle or he could. Uh, I, I'm not I'm not 100% confident he's ever going to be a left tackle in the NFL. But if it is, I think it's more than a one-year waiting period. I think it'll be more close to a two-year waiting period. Uh, and there's nothing wrong with that. If he, if he stays at left guard for the next 10 years and becomes all pro or pro bowl player, I'm, I'm good with that at left guard. Um, but yeah, the, it's, he has a lot of, he just, he has a lot of technique issues. Uh, I, I think moving in the guard with help, not with his technique, but with some of the shit that he does bad. Uh, I know John Oney, I saw today, he said he didn't understand how people thought all of his mistakes at left guard and his bad technique, how it's going to help at left guard since he's going to be getting the players going to be coming quicker to him. And I agree with that part, but I also disagree that you're not on the island by yourself out there. He, there, there is, there's nobody to the left of him when he's playing left tackle. Mm -hmm. That guy can go any, and that, that, that matters. Now where he's been between two people, people can't really take angles that they did on that when he was out at left tackle that they can when he's in the left guard, if that makes sense. If I even said that right. But I think, I think he'll be, I think it'd be a good left guard. I, I don't have no problem with him right. playing left guard. I just question how long it's going to take him to develop in left tackle. Okay. But he will take snaps out there. Like, and they said they already sent a press conference that he'll, mm -hmm. he will be taking snaps out there when Tyron's not practicing Veterans Day off and even probably through some of the mini camps. You know, veterans don't really need a lot of that shit. So we'll see how it turns out. You still got Josh Ball. Still got the kid from uh, North Dakota. Fucking, you know, he'll get some snaps there and shit. But yeah, yeah. Tavis Banks has said in the chat the North Dakota the North Dakota tackle is huge. Yes, he is. I mean, Tyler Smith is huge, and that kid out of North Dakota is bigger, which is scary. That is a scary dude. Um, where he'll improve, where Tyler improve is running the ball on the left side. He is a good run blocker. Mm -hmm. He can't do that. Yeah. So DJ Dog says reminds he likes me a lot that. of he reminds oh, me similar yeah. of Collins when Collins played left guard. He was a fucking mauler when it came to running the ball. But the reason, the whole reason I never wanted him out at right tackle, because his pass protection at left guard was highly questionable. And I figured if you put him out there on the island by himself, it's not going to be good. And in 2017, 2018, I was right. He, he wasn't that great at right tackle and broke out in 2019, missed 2020. And then last year, he looked somewhere in between 2018 and 2019 season. Not great, but not you right. know, average. Somewhere a little between both mm -hmm. of them. So, okay. So DJ Dog says, I uh, like that Tyler's hands are like meat hooks. Like Tyron, once he locks onto a defender, it's over. Um, yeah, and the, I mean, that was, you know, both listed as a strength. Um, me, I'm going to hide your comment, DJ Dog, so I can see this whole list. Um, could see Vault's success rate with improved hand usage down, down near the bottom. Um, 
but then the strong grip to stymie opponents. Some of the things, you know, that the scout said kind of made me go back and forth on this list. Um, <clears throat> let me see. This is like reports so does small that. for me. <laughs> some of the let scouting reports do that. Their strengths counter their weaknesses. Yeah, it's like everything some of their strengths kinda... you say their strength, and then they have the same thing on their weakness. I've seen that a lot. That's just kind of just kind of how they do it. I don't really understand it always, but yeah. Um, let's see. Let's see. Flexion in the hips and ankles helps establish his anchor, but then on the weaknesses side, you've got fills to maintain a grounded balance base. I mean, I assumed by anchor they were talking about his base. Would I be wrong in that, Charlie? Yeah, me that? and Bluff was talking about that night. He Bluff noticed he keeps his hands down, and and if you watch his tape, he'll he he lets fucking defenders get into him first. And I mean, a lot of times he has the strings to fight him off, but he just, he, like I said, he has some technique issues he's going to have to work on. And hopefully somebody will get in, you know, get in, hold, get in touch with him and work on him. Okay. Yeah. The fails to finish his blocks at times, um, it seems, I read that quite a bit. Like there was a, a follow through problem there. Um, that's, definitely a concern but i mean with the right coach though i don't think that any of these problems are something that couldn't be worked on this i think you could overcome most of this it's really just technique type i issues. think moving the left guard will help him he i think moving the, in the guard will help him tremendously yeah that's just me i i think there's there's less of one-on-one out on the island by himself dealing with speed rushes and he's got some, the right yeah He's got the right body to achieve what we need him to achieve. And he has the right attitude, too. Him. He's a good kid. If you listen to his mm -hmm. interview, he's, he sounds like a good kid with a great sense of humor. I mean, he, he talks shit to uh, Bob Sturm, which I love Bob Sturm. He yeah, me great. too. He's, about the, yeah, only one, he's about the only person in the media anymore that I actually read. I just don't read a lot of people anymore because they're either dipshits or they got agendas or they're more for, instead of content, they're for fucking clickbait. And uh, and but but he yeah he because Sturm has said that if they draft him he'll retire, and fucking and when yeah. they, and when they interviewed him on the radio he says this Bob he said yeah he said oh I thought you done had your walking papers by now and Bob was like <laughs> you know what I deserve that I, I thought that was kind of cool that he's willing to call him out like that the first interview yeah because Bob's a pretty big name in Dallas I mean so oh definitely but, but Bob's yeah. a good guy his film I love breakdown. reading him he's excellent. yeah his film breakdown is that's about the only person i watch in film breakdown anymore too but she doesn't do as often as he used to or at least i don't see it as often yeah. as i used to um i mean i love the size though of this pick the six five the 320 pounds but that 83 and an eighth wingspan yeah no and and, and uh, oh man, he's like seven eighths and away the from the state guy has like 85 or 86 or some bullshit yeah they're like I said, yeah. as far as fucking seven feet where the wingspan. Yeah, as far crazy. as athletic, athletic ability and and their size and all their measurables, they're fucking great. They're off the charts. It's just a matter of putting it all together. The other, the kid from North Dakota State, he has more work to do. I mean, far as far as who, competition, he's played. He's probably need to put on a little bit more strength and size. Not you know, I know he's big, but he's kind of slender. Uh, that's hard to say, but when you're six eight, you can carry a lot of weight and look slender. Um, 
but yeah, no, like I said, I ain't like that pick. I wasn't, I mean, for a fifth round pick, I, I like that one too. But no, I have yeah. no problem with Tyler. I, I think, I think, I think it's too early to talk, start talking about him playing left tackle. I, but far as mm-hmm. guard goes, I'm 100% okay with him. I mean, he's going to, he, he has some pass protection issues he's going to have to work on. But I mean, the thing is, you ain't going to have a fucking all pro at every position. I try to tell people that all the time. It's just not going to happen. I mean, fucking at the Cowboys height in 2014, 15, that they had three good offensive linemen. The other two was, you know, yeah, you know, that's just, you know, you're going to have one or two miss. You know, it's hard to even have three all pros like we did at that time. So, right. And I think maybe initially during that first day or so, um, because people were looking at this kid and thinking of him as a tackle, there was some misconceptions among the fan base that they were bringing him in to play right tackle. But I never thought that for a minute. This, I mean, Smith is clearly he's left. He's I, I, I didn't see no fan saying. I say I seen Pete Prisco, Pisco, mm-hmm. whatever the fuck his name is. He has me blocked, anyways. He <laughs> fucking I seen him fucking tweeted out or or in his article talking about it was his favorite pick. He can help him immediately at right tackle. And two days before that, he had just talked shit to somebody else about being a fucking wannabe and don't know shit about football. And I'm like, dude, you might want to fucking understand where he's going to play before you write this article, you fucking dipshit. Yeah, it was obvious that, I mean, we made this pick for the left side. He's, you know, it's he's, already said he goes it. left. And, and Mike McCarthy already said it. He's going to be a left side player. They view mm-hmm. him as a left side. And me and Bluff talked about this all last year. And we mentioned it the other night on the show. There are certain players who are just left side players or right side players. You can't assume they're dominated right guard or right tackle. You can just fucking move them over. And they're going to do the same thing there. It, it's not always like that. You sometimes that is exactly I right. I mean, look at look at what, McGovern. What do you look mean? Look at how great OC, he was. Uh, OC, what I, I didn't understand what he was talking about when he said. Uh, that. Watch the OC, Charlie. Yeah. Did he do a breakdown on it, Davis? OC does excellent film breakdowns. I love his. Oh, I love. Breakdowns. Oh, I, yeah. I, yeah. I love OC. Um, I'll leave it at that. He. I. I that, that dude's he's good. Great. Um, yeah, I mean, look at look at Connor McGovern last year. We saw him at right guard against Tampa Bay. Really tough defense, really hard-fought hard game. Uh, he was excellent. He was fantastic. And then you see him over on the left side, and he's struggling. And it, he's a right. He just – he's a right guy. So, um, yeah, there's lefts, and, and then there's going to be rights. And in the middle, sometimes you get somebody who's ambidextrous – Charlie loves that word. Uh, I say it. We don't have anybody like that right now. I don't know. You know, and I'll admit, even that we're a year into this, I I know very little about Josh Ball. Um, I think his off-the-field behavior has soured me so much on him that I just kind of don't really want to give him my time or my attention until – Absolutely have to. And Tavis so. Banks also, where did he, did he break it down on Boss's show, or did he do it separately somewhere? Or in one of those videos and it, he and was it on Matt or was it on Tyler? You're talking about. I'm asking a serious question because I want to. Like I said, I like that dude and he breaks down shit good. So yeah, yeah. he really especially does. offensive line stuff. I trust him on that. So mm-hmm. not that I don't trust him on everything right. else. He just he he's good at offensive line. Is what I'm saying. Yeah. Wait, Stephen White, thanks for coming in. So glad to see you in the chat. It's been a while. Um, 
Okay, so we're about 30 minutes into this thing. We've been through the Tyler Smith chat. Anything you guys want to talk to me and Charlie about? Let me know, Charlie, anything you want to cover? He did it on Boss Cowboy, Boss Cowboy Sports Shows. Okay. Okay, I'll go try to yeah. find it. Uh, but yeah, not, this year I had to watch other people and trust them because not that I wouldn't trust OC anyways, but I'm just saying because I did not – I said it many times on a night show – I did not dive into this year's draft fucking at all. I had it's been the least amount since 1991. That's how old I am. If 1991 was the last time I dove in to the draft this long. <coughs> and so I just I decided to wait till we drafted. Then I dive into the ones that we drafted and pick up on them. So I had to trust out on everybody else's opinions and people I trust to, you know, without me watching a lot of film on them this year. So there was um I don't know. It felt different to me watching the draft this year because I didn't do a lot of work towards it. I did very little reading, not nearly as much as what I usually do. I didn't, um, as that FOMO feeling wasn't there, that fear of missing out for me. I wasn't, you know, biting my nails. People were just making picks and it was going fast in that first round. And I was like, yeah, okay, sounds good. Zion went and I was like, stupid chargers. But even then, I wasn't nearly as upset or worried. Nothing in my house got broken this year during the draft. It was the most relaxed I've been in a draft since 2003. Yeah, I just, was, I had, I had no, relaxing. Yeah. yeah, it was relaxing. And the only pick that I could say that I thought there was somebody better on the board, more valuable at least, was the first pick. I thought Jermaine Johnson would have been a more valuable pick at 24 than Tyler. But I uh, understood my name with Tyler. Then after that, I, I couldn't – there wasn't – when we drafted, I couldn't say, oh, we should have drafted this guy because I just didn't – I hadn't watched enough and knew enough to say that. So, mm -hmm. I, you know, that's why I was relaxing. I couldn't bitch. You know what I'm saying? I couldn't – like, man, why the fuck did we draft that guy? We should have drafted this one. I couldn't say it because I just didn't watch enough film this year to have that kind of – I couldn't stand on the hills like I told Marcus. There wasn't any hills I could stand on this year and just bang, my, bang the table saying this was what we should have done. So – and then, like I said, it was relaxing. It was, it was kind of, kind of good. I might do it again next year. <laughs> and Tavis, I don't know if you follow me or not on Twitter, but if you don't, send Rocket the link of the show. It is. I'm lazy, so that I have to go through because he doesn't. <laughs> they do a lot of shows. They do. It, they yeah, produce so a lot of go, content over. Yeah, instead of going Sports. through every show, if you have the link, just send me the link, mm -hmm. and I'll check it out. And try to, and if you really, really good friend, watch it until he starts talking about it and send me, you know, copy and paste that <laughs> start at current time. That way I don't have to fast forward through all of it. So lazy, Charlie. <laughs> Be a friend, Tavis. <laughs> so lazy. All right, guys, we're about uh, 30 minutes into this thing. There was only one more thing that I wanted to cover tonight. Um, yeah, so this is, uh, it's going to be a little ugly for a few minutes. And for that, I apologize, but we're doing this. Here we go. <clears throat> this is my Twitter account. There are many others like it, but this one is mine. It has my name and it has my face because when I say something, I put my name on it and I put my face beside it.
if you see a tweet that doesn't say at chains moving, well, then I didn't write the damn tweet. Um, you know, some crap went down last weekend, and I'm sure a lot of people saw it. And I just want to say that if you guys are not subbed up and watching Jeff Kavanaugh on the regular, his YouTube channel is fantastic. But there's something that he does at the end of every video that I really like. And, you know, he tells the viewers, hey, you know what? Be cool to each other because you don't know what somebody else is going through. And that is very true. When you attack somebody on Twitter for tweets that they didn't make because it didn't come from their account. And you don't know, um, maybe they had a death in their family. Maybe they haven't been feeling good and have you know, some health issues. Maybe they are working 60 plus hours a week for months at a time. And then you just lay into them for no apparent reason. And something else that I want to say, and everybody should know this, whenever you insult somebody and use the word woman in a negative manner, use the word woman as an insulting term, um, that's not okay. It's not okay. It's the same as insulting somebody based on their race, their religion, their ethnicity, their age, their sexual orientation. None of that is okay. And it's not okay to come at me using the fact that I'm a woman as an insult. I'm not good with it. And if anybody has problems with women creating content, you should know I'm not the only one. There's a lot of us out there, and they are fantastic. My Cowboy's wife, um, Amanda Foster, and then you've got um, SoFlo Cowboys. You've got Camber over at Starboys Network. You've got Megan from Cowboys and Chaos. There's a lot of women who are creating content, and more are going to show up every single day. Um, we're not going to go away. Women are part of this league now. We have a referee. We've got scouts. We've got coaches. I wouldn't be surprised if a day came that you saw a woman playing special teams in the NFL as a punter, as a kicker, as maybe even a long snapper at some point, probably in the next decade or so. So women are going to be a part of this. If you don't like women, that's all right. You know what? Don't interact with us. But don't come at me with insults and stupidity for a bunch of crap that I wasn't involved in in the first place. And that's all I have to say about that. All right, guys. So it's been a good show back. Glad to get back in here. I'm feeling good about it. I'm going to be on most Saturday nights through the end of July. Um, but then definitely for training camp preseason and through next, all of this next coming up season, you're going to see me right here in Dallas Cowboys Uncensored every Saturday night, 8.30 or so. Uh, and that's a <laughs> this account is not my account. There are many others like it, and mine isn't. <laughs> I have changed the... Uh bio on it and it says twitter page with dallas cowboys and Sister network on youtube <laughs> spotify apple and facebook only moffitt 2326 i don't even know where the 2326 came from i'm gonna have to change that this actually should be three six uses account any tweet and opinion is his that's me 
<laughs> so when you see that, anything posted on Dallas Cowboys and censored, it's me talking. It's not Rocket. It's nobody else. When Eric used to be part of this, we used to literally put dash Charlie dash Eric. People used to always. What was funny about that? Looking back on it, people used to always fuck with us about it. Why do you always do that? Why do you do that? And I always told them because I wanted you to make sure whatever the fuck I said, you wanted, I wanted them to know it was me, not Eric saying it. Once Eric left, I never had to do it again. And I guess people got confused or one dipshit got confused since Rock is on the headline with her picture and he thought he was talking to her. Uh, so I changed it, make sure that everybody knew that this is me talking. It's nobody else talking. And as far as what you're going through in life, I don't give a fuck. You can insult me anytime you want. You can attack me anytime you want, and I'll bend you over and shove it right up your ass. Charlie! I don't give two shits about you insulting me. You can't disrespect me. There's nothing you can do to attack me personally to disrespect me. So be nice to her. To me, you come after me. I fucking welcome it. Especially if you have a fucking football IQ of one of my fucking pubes on my left nut. we're uncensored all right guys hey do me a favor if you haven't already on your way out the door please hit that like button hit that subscribe make sure to ring that notification bell so that you can be notified every single time that we go live ring my bell all right everybody hey thanks for coming in tonight um make sure to give us a follow <laughs> our twitter pages are right there for you you can also find us over on facebook charlie there's a new page what what's it what's the damn thing called hmm. is it cowboys uncensored is that what you called it oh facebook you, yes cowboys un- yeah cowboys yeah. uncensored Thinking about yeah, I had to change it because that hair like it, original page got shut down, and I know exactly why it got shut down. I, I don't, I'm I'm not gonna get into it, but I know why. <laughs> uh, the set it was not it, it wasn't nothing bad. It just I, I fucked up when I signed this up for it. Um, mm-hmm. The second one that we started got shut down for impersonation. Then after it got shut down, I whatever you do, you fucking disagree with it. Anyways, they sent it back. They republished it and said it was their bad. They was wrong. Four months later, they shut it down again for impersonation. And I I peeled it again. And for some reason, they still using COVID as an excuse two years fucking after COVID why they can't get back with me because they're shorthanded, which is fucking stupid. But that's a whole nother story. So anyways, I had to fucking knock that page out and start another page. So what I was thinking of the impersonation part I was putting Dallas Cowboys. So I was like, fuck it. I'll just take Dallas out. Cause I went through everybody else's page that had something to do with Dallas Cowboys. And nobody ever said Dallas Cowboys. Like Buff has Cowboys zone, but it's not Dallas Cowboys, it's Cowboys zone. So everybody else, you know, it's just one word, Cowboys. So that's why I changed it to Cowboys Uncensored and seeing if hopefully that helps and they won't shut this one down too. Cause I don't know who in the fuck I'm impersonating unless they think I'm trying to impersonate. The Dallas Cowboys, like I was trying to say, I was part of them. But if they look at my fucking page and hear this, they'll know I'm having no parts <laughs> of the fucking Dallas Cowboys. I, it was fucking stupid. 
But anyways, yeah, that's that. That's that. All right, everybody. Charlie, are you going to be on this week, Tuesday night? Uh, yeah, yeah. If I can yeah. create some content, <laughs> you know, it was because one of them things we did the same yeah. thing last year, me and Eric. I mean, it was like after the draft, it was <laughs> like you have to really work. And and I'm about to come off as a dick here. But a lot of people fucking repeat themselves on these shows. Yeah. It's just it's just fucking the same fucking thing over and over. And me and Eric, we just we never want to do that. And if you are repeating yourself, that means you're pretty much repeating everything else every other content creator is saying. And I just so if something comes up, it'd be a couple of days before the schedule release, because schedule release is the twelfth. That means I'll be going on the eighth night on the tenth. So I might be able to find something. Uh, Bluff is going on on the 12th on schedule release night, in fact, I think, to do the undrafted free agents, and he asked me to come on. I told him I can. They just answered DJ Dog's question. What? Have we discussed uh, undrafted free agents? Go check uh, uh, Bluff City. Bluff is doing, Marcus is doing a show. Don't quote me on this, but I'm pretty sure it's Thursday. I think that's what he said. I think he's going to have Matt Owen on on the show also. So uh, he asked me to come on. I told him if I have time to dig in to – study enough on the undrafted ones because i don't want to go on with them two because them two are real fucking good and i i don't want i'm already going to be the dumb one on the show i don't want to go on without fucking doing any homework and being even more dumb so i'll try to study up if not i'll join the chat and with everybody else and fucking see what's going on it's also be the schedule release night too so uh friday I, what i might do is i might do two next week might do them on tuesday and friday or might just wait till Friday and do one, do the schedule release one. Or maybe me and Riker would get together and we'll join up and we'll do one together in a, on the schedule release. Do one with you? Yeah. Well, I mean, we're going to do one on Saturday anyway. So. Yeah, we are. Okay, guys. Thanks for coming in tonight. I will see you back here next Saturday night, 8.30 p.m. Central Standard Time. Have a good night, everybody. Later, y'all. Thanks, everybody, coming in. <laughs>